Hello, and welcome to the Psychic Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Sanishin, and on this episode, we had Bella Lugosi. He also goes by Albert, and a bunch of other things he said that I could call him, but I know him best as Albert and Bella Lugosi. Uh, he is a filmmaker, photographer, and CEO slash founder of Acetones, which is a really cool concert series uh, thing that you can find on YouTube. He is also the drummer for the band Pollux. And I'm super excited that he came on the podcast. I'm always excited that the guests come on the podcast. But he uh, went the extra mile, and I mean literally. He took the train from San Diego all the way to uh, the Fullerton station here. And I'm just so honored that he would take time out of his day and and travel that that uh, stretch of land just to come talk with me. So thanks again, Albert. Uh, I had such a great time hanging out. Uh, he informed me a little bit about the music scene in Tijuana, which I had not, like no knowledge about. Uh, he spends his time San Diego, Tijuana area. He grew up in that area, so he kind of pushed away some stereotypes that I had uh, formally beaten into my ears uh, over the years of uh, just hearing about Tijuana, and he gave me a better look about what Tijuana actually is, so that was really cool. Yeah, uh, also does work for uh, Coffee and Metal, which is a cool YouTube series you should definitely check out. He's an editor for that whole thing. And after the podcast, we actually went and drove ourselves down to uh, the Continental Room. He's the first podcast guest to go there with me directly after a podcast. And that was really exciting. He met some of my friends. We saw the number 44 play with Spirit Mother and Dream Phases. Phases? Phasing? Phases? I'm going to fuck that up, but uh, I was told by uh, the number 44 to check them out, so uh, I'll get that right. But yeah, he went to that show with us, and it was super fun. Uh, Number 44 gave me one of their split releases with Spirit Mother, and uh, it's a stupid ego thing, but I got a plus one for their show at uh, the Hi-Hat on Saturday. So I'm on the guest list, baby. Yeah, VIP, sucker. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I shouldn't be bragging about that, but it's a nice feeling because the, I really respect those dudes, and uh, to see that they put me down there uh, for the guest list, it it means a lot. You know, makes me uh, super happy. So, I want to give an extra special shout out here to my little brother Evan. Today is his birthday. He is 20 years old. No longer a teenager. He cannot hide behind the facade of. Uh, hormones and uh you know all that stuff so uh happy 20th birthday evan i love you very much and uh man stop stop growing it's fucking weird you're making me feel old and uh, i should not feel old what else what's been going on that you don't need to know about but i want to talk to you about because i have your attention apparently uh oh yeah i dyed my hair I I dye my hair purple every once in a while and kind of just let it fade out over time. And uh, it's stupid, but it makes me feel really good. So I was feeling really good about that. It was fun for me. Uh, it made me feel like 10% sillier, which I definitely need in my life. I think I take uh, things that don't need to be taken seriously a little bit too seriously sometimes. So if you got to just dye your hair to make th- that change, why not? So I was doing that, feeling really good. And then uh, I got to my office... Uh, yesterday morning, and I was just uh, trimming my beard, like cleaning it up, you know, making it a little bit shorter and even, and uh, the clippers broke halfway through, so I'm standing there with like half 
a scraggly beard, and then half a shorter beard on the other side. So I didn't know what to do, so I just shaved the whole thing off. And I feel like a newborn fucking baby. I feel like I look like a 13-year-old girl because of the length of my hair. And I haven't seen my face in a long time, like about a year. And last night, everybody kept saying, like, oh, oh, shit, did you shave it? It was an accident. I don't like it. I'm waiting for it to grow back. Okay, it'll come back. But yeah, <laughs> it's stupid, but I feel so different. It doesn't feel like it's me. But uh, yeah, that's what's going on in my life. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard tomorrow at the Hollywood Palladium. I will be there. If anybody's there, please say hi to me. Uh, other than that, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you very much. How's it going? I'm doing really, really, really good. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I'm with Bella Lugosi. Hey, everyone. What's up? And uh, I met you for the first time at the MGMT show. Yes. That was two weeks ago. In your neck of the woods. I know. In beautiful, sunny San Diego. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I'm actually not going to wear these. It's kind of uh, messing with my hearing. Yeah, with the timing. All right, let's do it. Cool. No headphones. No headphones. Loose hair. Loose hair. Fuck it. <laughs> we already know the sound's good, so we'll be fine. Perfect. All right. If- but yeah, I uh, met you for the first time there, which was really funny, and uh, I'm glad to have met you uh, in your hometown or where you reside. Yes, hometown. I yeah. Yeah. I, hometown. Yeah. And uh, we only. I mean, what we know each other through instagram that's pretty much it yeah uh, i would say what i would say about a year about a year ago yeah, yeah i would say um hey cheers to that though cheers thanks for being here no thank you for having me mm. so we met there and um you were with some friends and uh we hung out for a minute did our thing and then now you're here what a week two uh, weeks yeah a week and a half after week and um, a half I'm actually here. I can't believe it. Yeah, you you uh, you took the train up. <laughs> yeah, I I love traveling through the Amtrak. Um, that's yeah. one of the things. Um, I don't like being stuck in traffic. Yeah, I like to go, and um, it's such a peaceful thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I usually don't meditate, but that's my meditation. Just sit there, grab a cold one, have yeah. a bar. Oh yeah. And um, have a bar in the train, and you just watch. The whole ocean going through. Yeah. And, you know. I, I haven't done from here to San Diego, but I've always wanted to. I go, like, from here to L.A. Nice. To Union Station. That's fun. Yeah. But I don't think it's as pretty as the San Diego trip. No. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, from here to L.A. Union Station, you just see a bunch of construction going on. Yeah. You see the bridge, and it's like, okay, you're in L.A. now. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, you do see all the beautiful beaches that's there. Um, La Jolla, and then you see, what's it called? Yeah, you see La Jolla, and then you see, um, before that, you see the Belly of, which is a really good venue. Mm. You actually see it. I've still never been there. You got to go there. We'll take you there. I'm going to take you there. Yeah, Yeah, sounds good. You tell me when something good's happening, and then I'll take the train down, Ah, and then I'll go there. And I'll pick you up from the train station. Cool. We'll go from there. Sounds good. You love it there. Um, yeah, it's like I said, it's my pre-meditation to whatever I'm gonna do mm-hmm. today. For example, here, I was like, okay, I gotta, 
you know, feel centered. <laughs> don't get nervous. Nervous? Oh, yeah. There's nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> no, it, nothing. This, it's just going to be us having beers talking. That's, That's what I like about it. Yeah. You know, compared, I don't, you know, other radio station, then it's just like, oh, snaps. Here he comes. Try not to say the funk word yeah <laughs> you know we don't have those rules here uh, awesome so <laughs> funk it right yeah funk it <laughs> mm. yeah i feel like that would be um hard like radio stuff because you're kind of like waiting when you're back on air and then i don't know it just seems like limited like you can't be it is and then you only have what like a minute or two to mm -hmm. to like explain yourself yes <laughs> that's, not, that's not enough time to yeah there's not enough time for basically anything yeah and it's just you know um what's it called they you do the radio interview interview and then they play your song and then i think that's where you kind of let it all out while they play their your stuff yeah while it's in the air and you're just like fuck did i say this what's up next yeah you know so you kind of more relaxed after they've done playing your track oh okay good <laughs> good yeah so um, we'll talk about the the bands and stuff that you're in right now, but uh, before that, yes, where and how did you start playing music? Ooh, I started playing really late. Um, I started playing at the age of 17. Mm -hmm. I'm 21 now for the 10th time, which makes me 30. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, for the 10th, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. it took me a second. There you go. I'm forever 21. Yeah. Yeah, always. Uh Good. Um, I started playing really late. I don't know. Um, I watched The Strokes once on TV. Mm. And um, I used to live in Tijuana at that time uh -huh. when Is The Sit came out. And I always had the habit of watching old videos. I would go to school here in the United States, in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I would go um, leave at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'll, I'll be in Tijuana at my house at that time. Mm -hmm. It will be like an hour on foot, obviously, bus, right. cross the border, and whatnot. And um, my parents was were always strict with me. As soon as I get back, you know, home from school, homework. Yeah. And then, okay, I, you know, I was in middle school. I was a little bit older now, more yeah. mature, I yeah. guess. So I could watch homework. I could do homework while watching TV. Okay. So I would watch old videos because at that TV um, uh, channel, they would show an hour of classic videos. Nice. Blondie, Guns N' Roses, <laughs> and all the other stuff. My dad loved it. So yeah. that was like the segment that him and I would watch, and I would be doing homework. And then the video of last night came out, and right. it's shot old. Like, you know, if it's like, it's live, it's shot like if it was an 80s video. Right. And it's just really shitty sound. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that like caught my attention. Yeah. Um, at that time, in school, everybody was into the whole Limb Biscuit Blink One Eighty Two shit, oh, no. and and that was like, yeah, this is rock music. And I was like, something no. tells me that's not rock <laughs> music at no, all. That is, you know, give it up for the kooky and the nooky and roll with it. No, yeah. sorry, Limb Biscuit. Mm -mm. It's, I mean, that type of music was even then. I mean, when when that was popular, I was. Oh shit! I don't know. I mean, when when everybody was listening to it, we were in junior high. Yeah. But like Limp Biscuit, we we never got into. Yeah, and it was like Limp Biscuit, Corn, and yeah, 
all that stuff and uh, me coming from being a Pokemon master, <laughs> right? You know, from the Game Boy Red and Blue, mm-hmm. uh, it was like, okay, uh, I already caught them all. I think I should do something, you know, like what's music or rock and roll. And yeah. uh, that was for me that I saw Albert Hammond Jr. doing this. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yo, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I asked my dad if I could get a guitar. And he's like, you crazy? No. Don't we homework? Turn your <laughs> Nintendo 64. Yeah. And I didn't get a guitar until like five years later until I saved all my lunch money. Yeah. Because <laughs> what was his, his reasoning? He wanted uh, you to stay home? It was too expensive. Oh, okay. They couldn't afford it. Right. And, uh, you know, it's understandable. I come from like re- really strict background. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I got I got all my lunch money and I bought the guitar and it was like later skater boy. No more yeah. soccer. No yeah. more anything. What uh, What type of guitar? I got a, it was a Squire pack. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's that was like my first, you know. I mean, my, my dad bought me a guitar, like a a, a cheap Ibanez, but a really mm-hmm. good one when I was like 14. But um, when I bought my own guitar, I just got a Squire. And it was nice. like, it worked, you know. And that was kind of where I learned. And I told myself that if I got better at guitar, I would get a nicer guitar. A nicer, yeah. I think, I think Squires are really good to start. Yeah, with. oh yeah. yeah. I still haven't, it doesn't work anymore. And um, I started playing really late. Um, and all my friends, they, they were already like amazing guitar players. So mm-hmm. I learned from them. And, uh, you know, Kirk, uh, do the chords, mm-hmm. a lot of like Nirvana and Kirk Cobain stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it was like playing strokes. And yeah, that's, that's what made me yeah. what I am right now. That's great music to, to learn. I mean, to, to have that be your roots. Yeah, that that's where my roots. And obviously, like, later on, I got into, like, jazz mm-hmm. and the whole, you right. know, how to do D diminished sevens and yeah. how to do, you know, D minor thirteens and harmonize. Yeah. But that's uh, <laughs> that came on later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always had, um, you know, instruments around because my dad played music. But I played for, a, like, a, you know, a year on and off when I was 14. Because at that time, it was like girls, skateboarding, mm-hmm. school, and then guitar, you know, like probably in that order or yeah. or guitar, then school. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, so I had too many things like going around. And then I, I didn't play until like I, I moved out of my parents' house and got my own apartment. And then I was like, I haven't played music in forever. Yeah. You know, and th- so I've basically been playing... Uh, non-stop since 19 now since wow. 19 but but yeah i still feel like behind most people you yeah, know what i mean because i started late and i mean it sounds it's so stupid because when you say started late it's like 19 isn't old but for music some kids are starting at you know yeah, eight years old exactly and, and then those kids are shredding by the time we're just picking up the guitars so. <laughs> yeah and i and i remember i went to like music lessons and um i was a senior in high school and everybody was like freshmen and they're all playing master of puppets yeah and it was like geez i wish i could do that yeah i can barely play a full f chord yeah (laughs) that was that was a nightmare but um yeah i practice every day and that's i I'm still behind. I still feel like I'm the shittiest guitar player out there. You'll all every you'll always be behind somebody. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but. and it's so weird because like all my friends like that that I, you know that they started ahead. They're like, oh my god, dude, how'd you do that? And it's like, no, I I feel no, don't don't ask yeah. me this. Yeah. 
I feel really, I'm still the shittiest guitar player, and I'm proud of it. It's funny, the people that tell me that, like, they've liked some of the songs I've written, I'm like, you know, in my mind, I feel bad because I feel like I'm limited, and that if they knew how simple it was, they wouldn't like it as much, Mm -hmm. but they don't know that, you know, (laughs) so so who gives a shit? Same here, it's, oh my god, yeah, I go through the same process, it's like, you know, um, I bust out a riff, and then it's like, oh, God, that's really bad. Yeah, but and in a band, it relies a lot on the other members, too. Yeah, it does. So you can be okay at guitar and then have great, great players behind you. Oh, yeah. So what was what was your first band? My first band, wow. Um, My first band was, ooh, I would say when I was, what was it, 20? Um. You know, I it was me and a girlfriend of mine, and uh, she and I. She was on drums, and I was on guitar, and we started off from there. And at that time, when I start, when I met her, I met her in college, and she's like, "You're playing a squire," <laughs> and that got me like, "Okay, you gotta step it up." Yeah, <laughs> that's so rude. <laughs> but <laughs> I know. But and she she was such a badass drummer, and mm. I was like, "Okay, I gotta like." Stepped it up. So, ooh, either the butler looks pretty frosty. That one looks frosty. Yeah. I have to go with the natty daddy. <laughs> the good daddy. Yeah. But mm. so then you, you decided because, you know, as as most uh, women do, they force us to try harder. Exactly. So you, like, started try, <laughs> trying harder? Yeah, I, I tried harder. Um, and So that was my first band. It was just two-piece, and mm-hmm. we played house parties. Nice. That was fun. Um, really terrible, both vocalists at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was like, you know, no bass. But I bet it was fun. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. I, I I had so much fun playing those house parties. Yeah. Um, I had some dude trying to like pour. I remember clearly. I we played in this little living room. And this guy came up to me because we, I don't know where we threw this. Like, I think it was. I think it was the riff from Reptilia. They go, da-na, 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 and like, okay, then we're going to go to the main song. Like we did, that was like the little mini right. teaser cover or whatever. Nice. And yeah. the guy went crazy and he tried to like pour beer on me, like try to give me, you know, to drink it. But I don't know. It thinks it was dark. Yeah. And all of a sudden I had like a bottle in my face, beer all over in the guitar. Yeah. And yeah, he was like, "Dude, the beer was good, right?" And I was like, "Oh, so he was <laughs> he was going crazy in a good way." Yeah. He he like was super excited. He yeah. wanted you to drink the beer. He thought he was gonna like. I think he thought that he was tall yep. enough to pour me beer, but no. Oh, uh, his he, hand just like reached my face. <laughs> he thought it would be a cool moment. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, it went yeah. really bad, and that's when the squire kind of got fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that was like our third house party that we played. Yeah. Uh, after that, um, I finished college, um, and then I where, started playing. Where did you go? I went to Southwestern College okay. uh, in San Diego, community college. And then after that, I went to UCLA. Nice. And I came back to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was like, okay, I got a piece of paper now. Um, what's going right. to happen? <laughs> what, what, what were you studying in college? Uh, film. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so... Um, uh, doing film, and then it was like, okay, what's a piece of paper? Right. I mean, just real quick, but your your Instagram is like, you know, musician, yeah, filmmaker, 
all this stuff. So, I mean, you've always been like attracted to the creative side yes, of everything. To the creative process of the art. Do you think music, watching those music videos kind of made you want to be a filmmaker? Or, yeah. Or was it That's, movies? Or It was actually the Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when those movies came out, those were so much crazier than like every other movie yeah. they were so huge you know and it was like it was something that i would look forward to christmas other than my birthday my birthday it's december yeah, 12th I remember you couldn't you couldn't get tickets for them sometimes yeah. the theaters yeah and now i remember mm-hmm. um it's like what do you want for your birthday i want to go see the lord of the rings yeah i remember i watched the first one and it was my parents my little brother and my best friend and we went to i think it was like a 9 30 show uh-huh. and um i was just like overwhelmed what went by it we did not know it was a three-hour movie yeah and uh, by the time i'm gonna be such a nerd right now by the time the fellowship it's fighting and the woods with the urukais mm-hmm. and they're all beating the shit at each other <laughs> i was like dude this movie's oh what you guys had all the sleep like oh. fuck. okay bring in the popcorn yeah and yeah i was so into it i did fall asleep in one of them but um, I think I was tired before I went to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like, so I'm watching. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I think that was like the only movie that I watched more than once in the movie theaters. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was for me. It was like, dude, I watched it twice. Yeah. Like, in the movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, now with Star Wars, like I've seen right. it a bunch of times, but it I, doesn't compare like to Lord of the Rings. Right. The like, way it, it felt at that yeah, time. Yeah, man. That was me for um the Dark Knight. Oh my god! I watched that one like if I heard that somebody hadn't seen it, I was like, "We're going, let's yeah. go right now!" <laughs> like, and then I would, it got annoying to where like I was like I knew every line, mm-hmm. and I I had to stop going because, you know, I I still love that movie, but I've watched it enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if, if I saw a kid today that said that they haven't seen it, I'd be like, all right, well, go go watch it. Go watch but it. But I've seen it enough. <laughs> too <laughs> yeah, many times. Too many times. It's great, but I don't need to see it well, ever again. This year is the 10th anniversary of it. And I no, was, it's not. Yeah. I was is actually, it really? Yeah. It's, it's been 10, 10 years? 10 years since it came out. I was actually, a friend of mine and wow. I, um, I was, him and I were talking that they should do a 10-year anniversary just for one weekend, show it on IMAX. Yeah. And him and I would have told her to go. I'm sure they will. They yeah. should, though. I mean, yeah. come on, Nolan. Like, <laughs> really? You're on a last name basis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so going back to doing the film and... Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's just things that I like to do with, with, with it. Uh, for me to do music, mm-hmm. I gotta see movies, and for me to do movies, I gotta hear music. Right. It, it's I don't know. It's um, you get inspired by both sides both of it. By yeah, exactly by both sides of it, and it's like I don't know. Um, it's the movies is the one that I actually put like all my personal experiences and like feelings to it. Right. And then with music, I do completely like the opposite. And, like none of the songs are about me. Right. But. You know, it's conversations that I had with people or that I heard on the street. Right. Points of views and whatnot. And, like, that goes mm-hmm. into the lyrics. It's so... <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could do that. I can't... Um, right now, I can't write songs that aren't just 100% about me. Yeah. Like, like, if anybody knows me, like, uh, on a... Uh, really intimate level. Mm-hmm. Listening to my songs, they would know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like, you know, boom. And right. it's like I wish that I could kind of have that disconnect and just mm-hmm. write about like some kind of like 
uh, lizard warrior from the yeah. future or something, but <laughs> I can't, I can't like, I can, but it just, it doesn't feel the same as yeah. writing the personal stuff. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, maybe because like I have a lot of, um, maybe because I've seen a lot of friends and you hear a lot of songs and they always ask the artist like, well, what happened? Why, why, why did you wrote the song? Yeah. Did, did he or she hurt you? And right. It's like, oh my God, it's so heartbroken. And it's like, no, I'm not, I don't want to be that yeah. person. So I write something that's completely the opposite mm -hmm. i like it it's challenge. yeah it's not easy it's yeah challenging. it's definitely hard and i i like it and it's like if i'm you know you know late night and i feel like writing lyrics it's like okay mm -hmm. but it's not about me though i'm always like okay never make it about you but in the movie pretty cool like little what's it called like little uh videos or music videos that i directed yeah mm -hmm. i do put like okay this happened to me we can try this scene and do it this way, yeah. you know, and then we'll see how the actors work with them. Right. I feel like that's probably smarter because in movies, you can always tell when something is really unnatural. Exactly. So if you if you have an actual situation that's happened to you, uh, as long as the actors are somewhat capable of doing it, it. it's going to be really natural and feel uh feel real yes you know? exactly yeah. so that's 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 what i do that's that's what i love but uh so you graduated college mm -hmm. and then what's next what's next um san diego so you know piece of paper and it was like what am i gonna do with it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know yeah. a piece of paper and let's start uh i was playing in this band called pilots that was like and my friend Miguel, he had such a great voice and it was like really experimental at that time. And my mentor, his name is Ariel Uribe, which goes by the name of Solve. He does like a lot of noise stuff. Mm -hmm. He's always been like my guide of music. He's like, hey, you always have to look at the root. Mm -hmm. And where did this band come from? Like, look it up and why not? Anyways, he's always like been my guide. And um, the, like the noise stuff was coming out like around... You know, 2010, you know, around there. And, and then Pilots was, this band in San Diego was doing really good. Mm -hmm. And they needed a lead guitar player. So I would jump in. And then we'd had like two good shows. And then boom, it went down. Uh, Miguel got his girlfriend pregnant and got married. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. it was all of a sudden, it was, it, it died. And, um, and that was like my first real band playing at, at bars now like right. venues right getting you know that cheddar at the end yeah. of the night and i was like oh I, I like this yeah and um my guitar player one of my best friends eddie um i haven't seen him in a while at that time and um i went to go visit him because he was living in tijuana with my best friend his name is juan and i went to go see him and i was like eddie like edo what's wrong and he was sick um mm -hmm. he has lupus Mm, and really and i was like yo edo Damn. like your guitar and like it's like yeah i don't play anymore and i was like dude no like yeah hey like we we gotta we gotta get you back on your feet and um we started this band what it sorry real quick I, yeah. I i'm so familiar with the name lupus but what is it so it it uh what's it called it tackles your immune system okay so that's not example, good yeah so if you get cut uh-huh uh, it's gonna take, you know, usually, uh, you know, paper cut takes like about a day, uh -huh. or you know, whatever. If you cut yeah. your finger, it'll take about, you know, two three days. Mm -hmm. You're like you're back on your feet. Right. Uh, with lupus, it sometimes it takes more than two months, just to wow. even like, 
you know. So you run clo- the risk of getting like things infected. Yes. And, and then, wow. And uh, he was really uh, depressed about it. So I think like the only thing that that mm, made me help him out, like that's my guitar teacher. He taught me how to play that C chord. Right. It took me like two fucking months to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah. do it, to get it right. Oh, but the G chord, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, um, it's, it's a little, you know, club that me and my best friend Juan, and we have another good guy of us. He, I love him to death. His name is Christ. Mm-hmm. Literally, his name is Christ. Christ. Christ Roman. Christ Roman. Yeah. That's funny. Short guy, big sound on drums. <laughs> okay. And um, and I was like, guys, like, how about we start a super group between friends <laughs> and we get Eddie and, you know, whatever we, yeah. money we make out of any show, we'll, like, fucking pay his, like, medical bills and oh, whatnot. Oh, that's awesome, man. And I was like, dude. That's so cool. And, yeah, like, we talked about it, the three of us, one time without Eddie knowing. And then I was like, look, let's get Edo back on his feet, like. You know, so I started buying equipment and yeah. we formed Eddie G and the Impossibles Club. Nice. And then it was like, we'll have Eddie G and it will be like his, it will be like James Brown and his backup band or <laughs> oh, stuff man. like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it was like super dirty, like big time fuzz, big Sabbath sound. Yeah. And yeah, it worked good. And like we were going around the scene in Tijuana and San Diego. And then things got really serious, you know, with, r- with Eddie with, G. And right. it was like. You know, Eddie sometimes had his moments like, I don't feel good. And he started getting more confident on stage and whatnot. And then just the band just didn't work out. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what am I going to do? Yeah. So real quick, what what is the the scene like in Tijuana? What's the music scene like? Oh, my God. You'll love it. It's I've never even been to Mexico. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. After the show at the Belia, when you go down the train, Mm -hmm. the next day we're going to TJ. Let's do it. There's, I brought you some goodies from there, though. Oh, cool. As well. Wow, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, the scene, what's it, what's it like? What's it? Oh, my God. It's I. It's amazing. So Really? Everybody over there has their back. It's like each other. And it's mm-hmm. this is what makes San Diego and, and Tijuana together. There's obviously this big line, which is the border. Right. You know? And, you know, you got a band from San Diego playing Tijuana. Tijuana band will backline it because oh. you can't cross equipment. You have to pay this certain amount of fee. Oh, uh, okay. It's really dumb. That's and crazy. Likewise, you know, we got band from Tijuana. We'll back them up. And uh, over there in TJ, it's it's what's it called? Wait, wait. So, so it's harder for them to bring their equipment over. Is that what you're saying? Both ways. Both ways. Yeah. So then, if a band plays in uh, the other country. You just play on other people's equipment. Yeah, I mean, you have to bring your guitars. Okay. You know, and they like you can bring your snare and your cymbals. Right. But if you bring like your whole gear, right? Yeah, there's a big fee that you gotta pay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and, so no, no speakers, no amps. Yeah. Just guitars, cymbals, snare. Yeah, and snares. everything you just gotta write them a message like, "This is what I use." Okay, we got something similar. Okay. Let's work, and then you know, boom, yeah. like that. Nice. And that's you got everybody. Uh, everybody has your back on it. So um, it's a lot of working together. Yes. Yeah. It is. And like even though we don't know like the band, we still like help them out, you know. Sure. You gotta be you gotta welcome them. Mm. The scene out there, it's pretty, pretty, pretty close to each other. Everybody knows each other there. And mm-hmm. um uh my brothers, the band that I manage, Entre Ciertos. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? We have Entre Ciertos, you have this other band, uh Ramona. 
ethics. Uh, they all have like their own little scene, and they're all there to support each other. If anybody is playing, mm-hmm. uh, they announce it. Right. So you know, uh, for example, if Band One is playing this show, Band Two is gonna like promote the crap out of it. Nice. It's like, hey, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be supporting each other. Cool. And it's a whole party scene. Nice. Uh, Mustache. That's the name of the bar. That's the <laughs> venue you gotta go. Cool. Yeah, you'll love it there. So, so your your brother's um, band, you manage that? Yeah, that's Entre Ciertos. Those are my babies. Okay, and what what kind of music? Ooh, um, dang, that's the kick in the face question. Mm. <laughs> um, what's it called? I call it that is pop progressive. Okay, but it has a lot of sounds of like jazz, experimental, rock, obviously, cool, and psychedelic. Uh, so just so rock at its core. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. but it's progressive. Right. And even has like they even have a trap song. Oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> w- All right. I you got to take me to see them play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Cuz it sounds I I can't even picture what that sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? You're not the only one that's like craving to see them now. Um I believe they mentioned them before James Supercave from LA. James Supergate. I think one of Maybe, your is that is somebody mentioned that to me. Recently. Yeah, one of your podcasts mentioned it about it. Really? Yeah. Um, see, I do watch them. <laughs> no, I believe you. I believe you. You've you've um, you've been way too kind for me to not believe that you actually <laughs> listen to it. So it's cool. Um, what's it called? Yeah, James Supergate, which they're good friends of mine too. Um, Joaquin, Andy, and Kyle, and like everybody else in the band, uh, they play with them and. Tijuana as well, and they're always asking me, it's like, hey, we ain't getting us a show with Entre Desiertos. Like, dude, let me know. Like, yeah. They just did the show at Desert Days in Tijuana with Ariel Pink and Oh, nice. And uh Dive. She's really, really nice. And you got all these bands out there, like all kinds of bands, like um metal, pop, punk, uh, experimental, uh, psychedelic, and they all play at the same place, like at Mustache. That's like the bar. That's like the venue. Mustache. It's an old house, mm-hmm. but the backyard, it's turned into a venue. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Nice. You, that you, sounds cool. It's outdoors. Yeah. And in the summer, it gets popping every single time. Cool. Well, every weekend, it's like yeah. super crowded. What do you have to say? Um, uh, well, there, there's kind of... Um, for somebody that's never even been to Mexico, but who has known people who have been to Tijuana, Yeah, it's like... They they what they tell me is like they used to have fun going, but they don't go now. I I feel like people have uh, been talking a lot about like being afraid of going to Mexico. Yeah. What's your perception of that? Because you're you're so uh, comfortable being here and there because you travel there a lot. What's it called? Um, usually the people that they say that it's like that they don't like it there anymore is because they had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. But that's everywhere. They got too fucked up or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, I had, like, friends that got, like, their car stolen, you know, mm-hmm. equipment stolen as well. And, I mean, it's just like any other city in the world. Right. It happens everywhere. It's just, unfortunately, Tijuana has a big, bad stereotype. Like, hey, you better careful because they do kidnap people over there. Right. That's and what everybody says. Yeah. But- but it's not. If you're looking for trouble, you'll find it. Right. If you're trying to buy like drugs off of every person and like yeah. people you don't know, <laughs> you're eventually gonna bump into somebody that 
that's gonna be like sketchy. Yeah. Big time. It happens to every right. to everyone, you know. Yeah. That happened to me in LA once. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, I'm not like bad stereotyping it. Right. Uh what's it called? Yeah, but that's that's how the scene is. It's super safe. Okay. You know, it's just like every city in the world. Right. Uh, you know. Well, every <laughs> every city in the world isn't safe though. <laughs> like exactly. there are, there are some bad cities. Um but yeah, I mean that's just that's just what I've heard, but you know, my my family goes down to Mexico all the time. There you go. And so it's like I, I don't know. I feel like you're probably right. If if you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it. You'll find it. Yes. Yeah. Um trouble uh trouble never looks for you um unless you wanted it to though. Right. That's... You got to kind of uh wish it upon yourself. Yeah, you can be like look at me trouble, I'm right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Boom, they'll get you. Though. <laughs> you're like flashing like a bunch of hundreds around. Yeah. You're like I don't care who sees this. It's going to be hanging out of my back pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and also, the, the cool thing that, that I've seen, and I don't think I've seen it anywhere else, um, Tijuana's doing a lot of like local brewery. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of, mi- uh, they're doing a lot of micro breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of like bars that they're carrying that going around. Cool. And uh, one of the big ones, I would say it's called Mammoth, Mammoth Brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys, they like totally support, you know, Hey, you want to play at our bar? Boom. Awesome. And then they'll be all over it. Like, you'll see the flyer, and then it has, like, their stamp in there. Nice. And every single brewery is doing that. So cool. Really like, supporting these bands. Yeah. And- everybody's got their back at each other. Same thing with breweries down yeah. there. Um, you know, you have Aztec Brewery. Like, hey, um, do you want to try this beer? Or were you thinking of going to this brewery? Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, we have two other breweries, like. And we'll give them to you at this price. Got it. And then they got two of ours over there. Vice versa. It's oh, that's nice. Connected. That's great. Know? And like it's been, yeah, that been doesn't... super sustainable like with each other. It's so great. That's that's awesome. You know, I've been talking about um, we have a brewery here in Fullerton, Bootleggers, mm. which is which is really good. And uh, I try to get those beers for the podcast whenever I can. Um, uh, you know, they're more expensive than these, <laughs> than these <laughs> but but they're great beers. Um but I've been telling, I've been saying it on the podcast, and maybe I'm just out of the loop. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel a strong like scene or um, camaraderie in Fullerton. Yeah, you know, Fullerton's like you like me. I only go to the Continental Room and Stubricks. Those gotcha. are the two places that I go. But we don't have like a venue out here besides Continental Room that's like the big venue. Uh-huh. And nobody, there's a lot of, more, there's more competition, I think, than like uh, family yeah. feelings, at least right here. So I wish that was different, you know, mm-hmm. but who knows? Maybe, yeah, and, maybe it'll change. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, uh, that's the thing that makes it, you know, Tijuana really different from everybody, from everywhere else. And same thing with, with shows. Um, but they, do you think that has something to do with like just other countries? And then there's the United States. That's that's because I feel like I it seems to be a characteristic of a lot of other countries, maybe older countries, mm-hmm. where they're more um, connected to the roots and like proud of each other and supportive. And I mean, what's America known for? Hot dogs, hamburgers, <laughs> yeah. Coca Cola, and money. Like yeah. it's there's no real culture. The culture is just based off of what's. Uh, in fashion exactly but what's trendy yeah Yeah, what's trendy Mm -hmm. but we don't there's no support it's mostly comp i mean 
I could be wrong. Some places probably have yeah. really great scenes, but it's and, tough. And that's the thing, like, you know, going, you know, you have that little, you have that big specific, I think for me, it's really big over there in Tijuana, that really specific thing that they do, you know, they have each other's back. Um, and then that divides, you know, you have in the border to San Diego, it's like, here you go, we'll send you this, we'll send you that. And mm -hmm. that's like the unity. The only thing that that's bad about it, it's the border. Mm. That's what like, that's the big thing that divides it. And yeah, there's a lot of people including myself that like, you know, they're always like willing to fight it. Like, Hey, no borders, right. no, no fears, no egos. Right. We're all there in the same thing. And in San Diego, yeah, it's the same. Um, I would say like the, the scene that's out there as well. Um, and it's really supported with each other. Um, there's this, uh, it's a really wonderful woman that I admire a lot. Her name is Monica Mendoza. She plays in a band called La Ra and she has this thing called Girl Independent Ladies. Mm -hmm. And she gathers all, obviously, all female group bands, you know. Well, majority of them, they're fronted by, by a girl. Mm -hmm. And she just brings them all together. And I got to give her, like, props to her. Because yeah. she has bring a lot of bands from L.A., like Dreamings, mm -hmm. uh, Psychic Love. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Uh, there's this, there's a, a collective or, uh, yeah, I guess that's what you would call it, in, in L.A. that's done stuff with Psychic Love. And uh, the the I think it's actually a, a record label, um, Play Like a Girl. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, they do the same sort of thing. Yeah, they do this. Uh, and then Monica in San Diego and in Tijuana, she does, you know, Girl Independent Ladies. And they're all like, boom, together with it. And it's so cool to do it. Like, I went to one of her shows uh, this past Thursday. And I saw so many musician friends there. <laughs> and it was so great. Like, not only girls, but it was like everyone together. And yeah. it was like you know the big historic venue that we have over there in san diego is the casbah which, right which yeah. you gotta go yeah i haven't been to any venues down there but of course i'm aware of belly up in the casbah oh there you go yeah. you got so. the casbah and that that's like the hangout spot the hangout spot over there mm -hmm. and yeah every, it was so warm and like it was you know such a great vibe in there and i was like dude more nights like this where yeah i mean we're not there for party we're there just like to enjoy the music and like everybody else's presence right it was so good um so that's the thing that it's in san, in san diego and tijuana like you know mm -hmm. we'll send you this send us this blah blah we got right. each other's back cool um same thing with me um my friend uh jamar from ethics mm -hmm. he does he runs this thing called pase music pase means like your past yeah and um what's it called he does a lot of booking as well but he works like with big league bands from Mexico City, such as Los Blenders. Yeah. And he called me. It's like, yo, can you backline it at this <laughs> show? And I was like, yeah, I got you. And, yeah. dude, you know, you're there. Like, if you got it, right. backline it. Like, well, that's, you know. That's what's so unique about it. And that's what I love about it. And it's, I try as hard as I can to be there for the bands that I, I really care about. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And uh, at times it's hard. I mean, you know, we're all trying to make money and yeah. do all this stuff. But... I think if you make your reputation on actually being passionate about mm -hmm. the music and, you know, keeping your word, then, you know, people are going to trust you down the line. And then, yes. you know, who knows, maybe it will, uh, like a big chance will come up yeah. later on, but it that, that chance won't come up if you're not reliable exactly. and you're not passionate because pe yeah. people are going to know they're going to be like, you see that guy, he's always here and he just comes here for the, the, the girls or the drinks. Yeah, it's like, like 
fuck that douchebag. Yeah, yeah, that guy doesn't give a shit about these bands. You know? Yeah, exactly. And you can tell right off the back, like, when someone's just yeah. there for yeah. for a specific thing, though. Um, You know, that's that being said, with, you know, with San Diego and Tijuana and, like, Grown Dependent Ladies, you know, Pase Music in, in Tijuana... I also do this videos that's called acetones. Right. And I do go, I go to shows, me coming from a filmmaking, uh, from a, as a filmmaker background, uh, you know, I love cinema mm -hmm. and I love music and there's a reason why I shoot them in black and white mm -hmm. and it's just raw, straight footage mm -hmm. of what the band sounded. And I do it because I love it. For me, it's cinematic practice. Right. You know, but I, there's nothing like satisfies me than like when I turn in their video And it's on YouTube and like the band shares it. It's yeah. like, oh my God, yeah, like mission accomplished. <laughs> it's there. You can use it for whatever. And there's so many. I like, I gone to like every show and like I always take my camera with me. What's your What's your favorite one that you've done so far for acetones? Oh my God. Um, all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know uh, what you mean. What's yeah, it called? Yeah. You know, I don't want to have a favoritism, but I do have like my favorite bands. Um, Obviously, I love my boys Entre Ciertos. That that's a big one. Mm -hmm. um, a really good one they came out. Uh, a big shout out to my Wapos from Prayers. Okay. Um, I did there. I I did theirs. They play at uh, this observatory in San Diego. We nice. actually have an observatory too. Oh, in San Diego. Yeah, we have one. It's oh, called crazy. the Observatory North Park. There's another. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, King Gizzard's playing there. Soon. Yeah, they're playing Friday. Friday, right, because I'm seeing them on Thursday at the Palladium nice. in, in Hollywood. Yeah. And they're playing there That's Friday. Right. Yeah. Hopefully I, I can I forgot, make it. I forgot there was a observatory. Yeah, they we have observatory. It's been there for like, uh, I would say like three, four years maybe. Okay. Yeah. So it's still new. Yeah, I it's mean, still new. Yeah. Relatively new. Wow. Mm. That one, um, what's it called? I done that. Oh, man, the Interesiertos one, it's really good. Um I did um, a James Supercave one. Uh, they played at Sotobar once, and they played at Sotobar once, and it came out like really, really like grainy, cinematic, like all black and white. Mm -hmm. You can see like the grain of like the lens because of the light that was there. Right. Um, I did a CRX video, Nick Valencia's. Yeah, new yeah, band. yeah. Of course. I did that one From at the, the Casbah. Yeah. yeah, and he liked it. Cool. And he reached out and he was like, hey, I really like the video. Can you do photos at this show? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Now we're BFFF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different story, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll ask him yeah. if, if he thinks you're BFFF. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask him, though. He says no. But I say yes. Yeah. And he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to be reached for comment. Yeah, okay. exactly. But no, that's I mean that's amazing when a musician can reach out and just, you know, say even the simplest thing, you know, that, you know, they enjoyed your work. That's amazing. But then when they ask you to take pictures or, you know, yeah, go the extra mile for them because they really did enjoy your your work, it's so gratifying. It makes you feel like you're doing something right, mm -hmm. you know. No, and, and I and I love doing it, you know. Like I, I said it once, and, and I don't get tired of saying it. I do what I love, and I love what I do. Right. That's that's my motto. It's, you know, I there's days where I don't really want to, like, take footage of anyone. 
because mm-hmm. I really want to enjoy the show. But then at the same time, it's like, oh my god, like yeah. I seen the shot, like it's right there, I could get it. Right. But you know, it's it's for me, it's a win win situation. I have that that same feeling with uh, with podcasts. Oh. Where wow. it's like because there's a little bit of like a setup that I have mm-hmm. to do, and it takes some time. And it takes, you know, some editing and all this other stuff that seems boring at the time. Yeah. But then after I posted, it's amazing. But, you know, this month I had so many podcasts like back to back to back. Yeah. And I really got tired, you know, but I, <laughs> yeah. but I told myself, I was like, just do them. Just mm-hmm. get it over with. Yeah. So you can kind of like get used to being this busy. Exactly. You know, and it's been really fun. But there were times where I've gone like. Oh, oh, it'd be nice it. to just stay in bed. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. But then I meet people like you and other musicians, and they they make it. You know, I, I as soon as I start the podcast, I I don't feel any regret. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it, this know. is why I'm doing this because it's there super you go. fun. Cheers to that. Cheers. Hell yeah. These uh, this nanny daddy, by the way, is creeping up on me. Wow, it, it is. It's a naughty a, daddy. Wow. Yeah. It's you know what. To tell the truth right now, uh, as I get older, yes, I said it on, on camera. Mm. I'm getting older. Uh, as soon as I get older, cheap beer tastes better. I love cheap beer. <laughs> no, I really do. Supposedly, uh, supposedly, Natty Daddy's pretty cheap. Yeah, but I mean, look at the amount of alcohol. Yeah, this was uh, brought by the, the guys from the number 44. Nice. Which uh, we're going to go see. Ah, awesome. After Fuck this. Yeah. And I'm those ex- guys are so cool. I'm they put on a good it. show. I think you'll really Ooh. like it. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, they're... Uh, it's like a cheap, like gimmick beer, but man, it's yeah, it's um, getting me tipsy. When I when I was coming over here, I went to the bar on the train. Yeah, you know, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get myself, you know, I'll keep it healthy. I'll get a nice salad and uh-huh. I'll grab a beer. Yeah, and I got those like double bastard, you know. Oh yeah, those big are beers. strong. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll take an IPA, sure, and. I got here to Fullerton and I was just like, oh, dude, it's not even halfway. Like, I don't, I, I'd rather have a fucking right. course light right now or right. something. So like, you could chug it. Or, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. Right. I remember when I used to like them, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I go in and out. I do like cheap beer for a while yeah. and then I'll do like some IPAs. Mm-hmm. But when I do IPAs, I always try a new one. Yeah, exactly. I, because. Yeah, you get you get bored of everything. Yeah, you get bored exactly. But, so yeah, cheap beer right now, it like it tastes better than ever so far. So, <laughs> what are you uh, what are you working on right now, music wise? Ooh, music wise. Okay, so um, I um for music wise, um, I'm here to to promote. I think that's like the proper way. Or no, you know what? Scratch that. Uh, I'm here because I play now in a band called Pollux, mm-hmm. which I really love. By the um, way, I don't think promoting is a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I play in a band now called Pollux. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a session playing for a while. You know, uh, I'm still a hired gun, you know, okay. if anybody out there. Um, what's it called? Um, I yeah. play drums in there. It's so weird. Me being a lead guitar player. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you kept talking about guitar, but then when we met at MGMT, yeah. you were saying you were playing drums. Yeah, I was playing. I'm playing drums so with them. So I was like, oh, damn, I can't play drums for shit. But, it, you're, but you're playing drums with them. Yeah, I played drums for, for, for Pollux. It's sort of, it's um, it's the first time I play in a band that does everything in Spanish. Okay. It's so weird. You know, I mean, you got into ciertos, obviously, but uh, that's like, that's in Mexico. But right. and um, here in Pollux, like, you know, we're in San Diego, and 
We're basically the only Spanish-speaking band that plays in San Diego. Wow. Uh, all, all originals, mm-hmm. you know. But we play with a bunch of non-Spanish-speaking bands. Like, right. You know, you got these we- guys, so-and-so, and and it's like, oh, shit. It, it's a post-punk band. Okay. You know, it's experimental. It has this, like, electronic vibe to it as well. Uh, new wave, 80s influence, cool. big time. Yeah. You know, I love that stuff. Me too. And, um, yeah, it's working so good. Good. I, I love it. And we have an upcoming record in, in, in August. Cool. Wow. I'm really excited did about you, it. Did you re- play on it? Did you record yeah, it? Yeah. I, oh, wow. I played drums in there. Uh, I played drums in that whole record. So you're, were the drums already written or were you sessioned for that? I, no, I, what's it called? It's funny because Pollux used to be a four-piece. And um, their guitar player that was there, well, before Pollux, it was called Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's so weird how things just, like, gather. <laughs> um, so this guy, uh, by the name of Jerry, went to his wife order a cake for my mom. My mom makes cakes. Okay. You know, and she's a baker. So she went and she took his husband, Jerry. And uh, I know Jerry because he used to play in a band, Labia, back in the day. And I walked in, and then Jerry was like, "Hey, is that? Uh, yeah, that I that's I know that guy. That's mm-hmm. Albert." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, what's up, Jerry? Like, what's up with you and Luis? Luis mm-hmm. is our bass player for oh, Pollux." Okay. And I was like, "What's up with you guys? Well, we got this band going on, but we don't have a drummer. Do you know anyone?" And I was like, uh, "I can like play." He goes, right. "Yeah, jump, jump in." in. Try yeah. yeah, I went and it was just like a party, and I was just like right. playing simple beats till this day, which I which <laughs> we we're keeping it that way, mm-hmm. and um, it just felt so good and natural at the same time. Nice, and um, that's the best. That's all you can ask for is yeah. when, when you have a band to have it. So flow. The, the guy that invited me mm-hmm. no longer plays with us. Oh, yeah, it's that's so, weird. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the guy weird. that brought me in is no longer there with us, and it's a three piece band. Mm-hmm. You know, you have um. You have Ever de la Rosa, which is our singer guitar player, and you have Luis Noriega, which is our bass player, and then obviously this guy named Belgosi on drums, mm-hmm. and I do their vocals. Well, I do backup vocals for it. Good. And it was like a whole cool. learning process with. I it. didn't mean good as in like <laughs> yeah. good. Don't yeah. be. <laughs> but like, I I just mean I love when there's back backing vocals yeah. in any band. It s- steps it up like ten percent. Oh yeah, big time. It does like the difference. And um, when we were. Mm. When we were doing the the band, when we were jamming, um, ever just started singing and it was in Spanish and I was like, "Is it gonna be in Spanish?" Mm-hmm. You know, we're in San Diego, guys, um, and we're not planning to play in TJ like anytime soon. So, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I and, I personally seek out music in different languages yeah. because then it's. Because I do not speak any other languages mm-hmm. or very little, it's like it's a whole new experience to me. Yeah, it's like every single song is brand new. Yeah, exactly. and um, you know I'm not focusing on what the lyrics are saying. Yeah, exactly. I'm focusing on the tone and the, and the sound. sound, and so the song could be about like you know killing your mom, but it sounds like like a love song yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. And it's so funny because like every single show that we that we play, obviously the majority of them are non-Spanish speakers mm-hmm. and like it has turned out so well. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, like, yes. 
mm-hmm. keep on playing and i'm excited to release the record in august like, nice. I, I can't wait uh we have one more song that we got to tackle in the studio and cool. then that's it and i'll bring it here good yes no when you guys have the album please bring everybody here i will i will cool. bring everyone and tell me when uh you guys are playing shows and uh, if you guys can play at the Continental Room, we get a lot of uh, oh Spanish bands coming through, which is surprising. Like our Sunday nights, our Sunday nights when they have like an all Spanish lineup, yeah, it's packed. Wow, packed. And these everybody's drinking, like <laughs> like drinking, drinking. All it gets, right, it we gets got really it. good. It gets really good. Awesome, dude. You know what? Pollux. P O L U X. Yes. Or okay. how I like to say it on stage, I like to spell. All right, guys, we're Pollux, and it's P O. L-U-X-X-U-L-O-P. Okay. Sideways. Yeah. People get confused. They're like, what? <laughs> it's just too fucked with <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. The rest is silent? Yeah, the rest is silent. All right, here we go. Next on. Oh, my yep. God. So I'm doing that. I'm playing drums with Pollux. And um, it's so weird how your uh, your friends from high school, they, all of a sudden, you know, they're they're my mates. I, I love them to death. I love them to death. They just decided to come over and they're like, Albert, we want you to produce our record. You produce, you can and, record people and, as well? And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay. Hey, step back a little bit. What do you want me to do? It's like, yeah, yeah. we, we got all these songs. Uh-huh. We want to make them bigger. Right. And really, like, are they really, like they have lo-fi demos? Yeah. Uh, well, it's so weird because when they came in, they presented me already with like, we got our management, we got this, this, and we just need you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, you do realize that I'm really busy, right? And, <laughs> and I, I have to do... Yeah, you know, that's I how you love, sell it. Yeah, I, I love you guys, you know, to death. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, yeah, we want to we wanna do this with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I'm playing drums for this band called Kid Gruesome. Kid Gruesome? Yeah. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, you watch The Simpsons? Yes. Okay. You gotta rewatch them again. Okay, not, but no, but maybe I'm kid gruesome. Have they been doing anything recently that I would know of? No. Um, no? Okay. Are they so just, would this be their first record? This will be their first record, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. You I'm know playing- what? I think I'm thinking of, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I think I'm thinking of. Uh, my buddy Ozzy, he's in the Kid Chocolate Band, uh-huh. and then I'm also thinking of that band Joanna Gruesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, yeah, but okay, yeah. So okay. Um, you gotta watch the Simpsons. It, okay. it, it's there. All right. Ah, oh, fuck! I shouldn't say that though. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I'm, sure, I'm sure people as soon as, people that know the Simpsons, if they, it's like either you see it or you miss it. Okay. I was like, whoa. Okay. okay. We won't get. Well, yeah. We'll see if you know. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, yeah. They have this. They have this um big, you know, seventy sound that I really, really love. And um, there were just like acoustic songs at first. Two guitars, singer, guitar player, and um, I was like, okay, we can add this and that. And like, I started doing the arrangement, raw demos here and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then boom, Kid Gruesome came to life. So I got two bands now, and I love it. Is it still frosty? I think it's still frosty. It's at your own risk. Let's see how it goes. Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. There he goes. Mm. But that's awesome. So you're 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 producing that one, yeah, uh, Kid Gruesome, and then you're in the band Pollux. I'm in the band Pollux. And, and uh, 
You're also going to be in the band The Psychic Wave when we play a San Diego show. Yes, <laughs> I would love that. Oh, my God. When I heard those two tracks that they were, that they were on Spotify, like, um, bang. Uh, Daisy and uh, Get It Right. Yes. We have a new, uh, well, not new. It's it's kind of, I'm cheating, but it's old songs that I've that I've recorded. There's a new EP called Belly Up. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> which is totally unrelated to that. To the band. <laughs> but um, Belly Up to me just sounded so like uh, kind of uh, sexual, but also like mm-hmm. kind of uh, gory. Ooh. I don't know, like Belly Up, like I feel like when you're Belly Up, isn't that a phrase for being like dead? I think so, yeah. He, he went Belly Up. But then when I also hear Belly Up, I picture like, you know, you're... Somebody yeah. like laying down, and then your belly is yeah, it's, it's strangely sexual to me. I don't know. Yeah, kind of kinky. Yeah, kind of kinky. I like but, that. But the <laughs> it's just a collection <laughs> of shit. Yeah. All right, so we are. All, I think we're almost at an hour. Yeah, almost at an hour. Oh wow. Yeah. So what I want to get from you? Yes. Um, uh, promote anything you want to promote. Okay. Well, and then after that, tell us bands that we should be listening to. Ooh, okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. Well, one more thing before that. Cheers to that frosty beer that you got in there. All right. You tell me what I should know. Okay. Well, cinematically, I think like this is the only cinematic thing that I that I've been doing. Um, I I, I'm the chief editor of this blog called Coffee and Metal. So that's cool. Yes. That sounds very uh, adrenaline. It it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. With coffee and metal, it started as a album review block, and my friend Christian Garcia, he calls me Satan for some reason. I I love that guy. Um, he he recorded himself reviewing the new Megadeth album, and he was just talking shit about it. Really, that's funny. <laughs> and, and I thought it was really funny, so I edited the video. I cropped it down to like ten minutes, and I was like, "Here you go." I added some spiff here and there, and whatnot. Right. He loved it, and he's like, yeah, it's a, this idea that I have to do for Coffee and Metal. And then I was like, cool. So Coffee and Metal started two years ago, and I told him, I was like, hey, you know what? what? Why don't you do the same thing I do, like with acetones? I go to shows. You should bring Coffee and Metal and uh, go to metal shows and you know support the local bands. Yeah. And all of a sudden... Uh, we did that one night. I took my camera and I was like, "Look, I'm not gonna charge you for editing this, whatsoever. Right. Let's like, just try it out. Let's just go, give it a go. Let's have fun, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's go out." And um, we did it once, and we posted it, and then we posted it along with that a baby metal album review, mm-hmm. which so many people hate us for it. But uh, um, wait, wait, wait. Baby metal. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You'll you'll have to explain this to me later. But, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a Japanese band. Oh, okay. I thought it was like <laughs> babies playing metal. <laughs> That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, it's kind of cute. But no, it's a Japanese band. And um, okay. we went to the shows. We, we did a little segment. Like we walked, into the, we walked into the bar and we asked the band before they went on stage, like, hey, can we do an interview? And they're like, yeah, we have this blog called Coffee and Metal, blah, blah. Right. We review heavy metal albums and we go to local coffee shops. Right. And we review their coffee local in San Diego. That's a great idea. Yeah, we, we it's a good idea. It. Yeah, and it's fun. And um, we did it. We did the first one, and Christian t- titled it 
Local Rifts of Chaos. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. If I'm getting this right, yes. that Natty Daddy hit me hard. But right. if I'm getting this right, you take the bands to a local coffee shop or you, you do the interview with the bands at the venue. At the venue. Yes. And in the same video review local coffee? Yes. That's what we that's that with, was that with, was the concept. With the band? No. Uh sometimes we have like we have we have taken guests. Okay. Okay. And um we do that, like we interview the band, then then we do we shoot a light segment of the band mm-hmm. and then, you know, so on. Got it. It's like okay. a twenty minute show or whatever. Cool. Okay. So we did the first one. Got it. And all of a sudden, boom, next morning, all these like fucking messages from all these bands were like, yo, we play in so-and-so. Yeah. And I was like, Christian, get him. And yeah. then now we got to interview legendary, what's his name? Uh, the guitar player from the Misfits. No way. Oh, Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm uh, not a... Not that I'm not a huge Misfits, Misfits fan, yeah. but of course I know the the, the name is huge. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. And everybody, awesome. it's like, we got to cover Ozfest. And I was what? like, yeah. And I was like, yo. Keep we, this going. Yeah. Keep and doing it. Christian does all the video shooting, whatnot. And then we have a host now. We have this like super cute chick. She does cosplay <laughs> and she does interviews as well. And we, we go there and we do the, the segment and then they send me the footage, and mm-hmm. I edit them. So, cool. you know, that's extra cheddar right there. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love it. It's so good. And everybody's like, hey, coffee and metal. And it's like, whoa, hey. Dude, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. That, Thank you. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that that was your uh, idea to yeah. kind of set it up that way. That's so cool. And it's so Great. weird because, like, I went, we went from, like, reviewing album reviews. And we do review... Christian does the reviews, but for like from local bands, mm-hmm. like, and we treat everyone like if it's everyone, like e- equal, you know. Sure. And you know, we never say no to everyone. Yeah. It's like, hey, we want to play this venue, and like, blah blah. Okay, we'll work on it. We'll book it. Sure. We're, you know, Christian is like on it already. It's so weird from like two years how like how like the channel has grown and. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Cool. I've seen you post about it, but I need I need to pay closer attention yeah. to that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that tomorrow morning when i uh, am here setting up my stuff and <laughs> and uh editing this i'm gonna yeah. like you know you gotta i gotta do some manipulation with this a little yes. bit so what i'm gonna do is do that and then on my other laptop i'm gonna watch the coffee metal there you go and do it you cool. get your coffee and your metal what else do you want i'm definitely gonna have the coffee <laughs> so might as well have some metal yes do that's it cool. right so yeah that's that's what that's what i do on, on the film side and okay. you know musically okay and um, yeah, um, Kid Gruesome, I already talked about it. Entre Ciertos, of course. And then my big bros. I call them big bros because I'm the youngest one in the band. Okay. You know, but um, yeah, that's what we do. That's what oh, I do. I love it. Like I said. Cool. I can't wait to uh, to see you play oh my God. in uh, Pollux. Yeah. And Thank then you. Uh, I can't wait to hear that record for Kid Gruesome. Ooh, yes. And I can't wait tomorrow to listen to uh, or to watch on YouTube yeah. the Coffee and Metal. Coffee and Metal. Dude, you got so many great things going on. Yeah, I love it. I'm a busy guy and I yeah. like it. Dude, that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm, You'll get I'm trying there. to get to there. No. And um, it's been fun the whole way and I've oh, yeah. had the pleasure of meeting amazing people like you. I mean, who knew that one day we would be doing this? I know. I, I've like been a fan since like the Jungle Juice episode. 
The jungle. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my god. Jungle juice. Somebody was talking about jungle juice. Was that the Death Club one? No, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I wait. was like, jungle juice. Mmm. Wait, wow. I had so many experiences with jungle juice. Who was that? That was so I forgot who it was. That's crazy. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. I was like, dude, this kid is like amazing. Oh, well, thank you. No, I mean, I'm so honored to have uh, you on the podcast. And I mean, I was beyond honored when I, uh, how did it happen? I I messaged you and I said, wait, are you going to the MGMT thing? Because I knew you were like San Diego. And then, uh, you know, it was just so great. You sent me your number and. Yeah, and like, then you called me while I was on the road. Yeah. And then I was like, I called you like 20, 30 minutes later. I was like, hey, I just got to my hotel. Nice. I'm here. You know, and it was just so amazing to meet people that uh, want to meet new people. Yeah. And like share these fun experiences. And man, that was so good. And yeah, thank you for caring. And of course, for doing that's that. what I'm here, brother. Dude, I got yeah. so drunk at that MGM t shirt. Oh, nice. Did, how, how was it for you? <laughs> uh, I went to the. Okay, so down. Well, my, 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 my girl was sick. Yeah. Not, not alcohol sick, mm-hmm. but like she had a cold that night. So oh. Kind of had to. What's it called? Um, the thing about downtown San Diego. Uh huh. So where the venue was at, if you go down there, you'll see all the clubs. Okay. So downtown San Diego, it's a club scene. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop, right? Top forty. It gets that way here. Yeah, like Thursday through Saturday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So there's not much rock and roll in there, except for this two dive bars that are there. Mm-hmm. One, it's called Star Bar, and you get PBRs for two bucks. Wow. Yeah, that's a, cheap even for a PBR. Yeah, you get them for two bucks, and um, you get you get the pint. Yeah, for two bucks. The pint. Yeah, you get the pint. Wow. For two bucks. And nobody's there at that bar. Never. Oh, yeah. And and it's so weird because they have like high end security. Mm-hmm. You got two big dudes in front. <laughs> and it's never crowded. It's never. That's nobody's awesome. there. And you see all the people like going to all the clubs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Star bar. Cool. That's well, I'm going to take you after this to yes. my spot and then I I've I've got a lot of stuff that you need to show me in San Diego because I'm Yes. I'm so not familiar with that. You got your house in San Diego and then you have your house in Tijuana. Perfect. Yes. So, yes. bands we should be listening to. Ooh, uh bands that you guys should be listening to. Wow. Um obviously, uh Pollux. Pollux. <laughs> uh Entre Ciertos. You got Ramona that I've been listening to them a lot lately. Um, I like the Slashes a lot. They're from San Diego as well. They're my brothers. Um, let's see. I've been listening to a lot the MGMT record. Yeah, man. That's why I put it out. I mean, Dark I have my little. I have my records, but yes. I had to put this one out because this is a bond that we yeah, have. Yeah, it, it is. So. It's so good. I I loved it so much. Yeah. Very eighties. Um, yes, it is. Like every single track on it, it's so good. I that's that for me. It's it's ten out of ten record. Um, let's see. You got the new MGMT album. Um, dang Wait, it. sorry. What yes. is cierto? Desierto, desert. Okay, so entre it's mean between. Okay. The band stands for and be in between deserts. Okay. Yes. I was like trying to like figure out what that was because i i did take spanish mm-hmm. but 
I've lost all that knowledge. Okay. You'll get it back soon. I'll Russell. get it back soon when I go to Tijuana <laughs> yeah. with you. You'll get it <laughs> I'll soon. I'll have to. Right. Yeah. Um, I've been okay. listening to a new Kaliuchi's record. Okay. Uh, I've been digging her a lot lately. Um, no see. idea who that is. Kaliuchi's. Is this like Chola from like Colombia? Great. Yeah, I love it. Sounds fun. It, yeah, it is. Um, Sounds wild. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to that. Uh, believe it or not, I've been listening to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, is it good? It's this, like, trap artist okay. in Spanish. It's so dumb. Okay. But it's, okay. like, I... I you mean, somehow like, like it, yeah. It's For me, it's a comedy show. Like, mm-hmm. I listen to it, and, like, all the lyrics are so stupid. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, like, a comedy show. Cool. But I listen to it. Yeah, I get what it. you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, let's see. What else have I listened to? The new Albert Hammond Jr. record. I really liked it. Didn't know he had a new one. Cool. Yeah. Julian Casablanca's put out a, a solo one, The mm-hmm. Void. Yeah. I loved it. They're always great. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Um, what else have I been listening to that's that's relative new? Um Wow. Um Well, let's have the last question be Yes. If any of the listeners or watchers are gonna listen to one band. What's the one band they should listen to? Fuck. That's the one question right there. You know what? I'm going to get a lot of bottles thrown out when I get home, but you should listen to Entre Desiertos. Okay. Yeah, that's those are my boys. All right. You know? You want me to have you do? Yes. I'm going to have you... Wait, do they have stuff online? Oh, yeah. They okay. Have You're going to show me some of that right now when we end the podcast. Okay. Let's listen to some of it. Yeah. Share some beers. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for dude, having I'm, me. I'm Such so happy that you're here. Honor, though. Yeah. I am beyond honored, dude. I'm like overwhelmed. Let's uh, listen to some of that and then okay. uh, drink some beers and then let's go over to the Continental Room yes. and see the number 44. I'm so All glad right. you're in town. So happy. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. See you guys. See Salute. All right, that just about does it. That's the end of podcast number 46 with Bella Lugosi, my friend Albert. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and making the trek down here, or up here actually, from San Diego. Uh, I really, really appreciate it, and I had such a wonderful time hanging out with you yesterday. Uh, I'm glad to have met you, I'm glad to know you, and I can't wait for you to show me around uh, Tijuana and San Diego. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at the Psychic Wave. If you want to follow my personal account, it is at Andrew Sanishin. You can spell Sanishin, S-A-N-Y-S-H-Y-N. Uh, what else is coming up? I don't know. Things are things are just feeling pretty good. You know, uh, I'll you'll you'll hear more about what I got going on later. Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I uh, hope you have a good day. Thank you. <laughs>